Welcome to Uncharted Careers. I'm Courtney Hartman, and I talk with guests each week about their career paths to give listeners an insider look into different industries, how folks have made decisions in their careers, and we'll explore what each guest has learned along the way. I'm on a mission to share knowledge that is only learned in the field outside of a classroom. Join me to find inspiration for your own career. On this episode of Uncharted Careers, I talk with a good friend of mine, Alice, about her experience joining a marketing agency eight and a half years ago and growing and developing her career in digital media there. You'll hear about how Alice took an opportunity in an entry-level paid media strategist position and from there has taken on more and more responsibility and recently worked with her agency to develop her position as director of media operations. I really enjoyed this conversation, and if you do too, please rate and review Uncharted Careers wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you. Please enjoy. A positive in my life. I guess it is related to work. I moved into a new role uh, about six weeks ago, and, you know, there's definitely a period of getting, like, acclimation and getting used to figuring out exactly what this role entails and really diving into it, but it's been exciting to try and figure that out. Yeah, congratulations. So what is the new role? What's the title? What are the responsibilities? <laughs> so I am the director of media operations at Akidium, uh, which is a digital marketing agency. And a big part of my role is leading the paid media team and internal uh, and external auditing projects, um, and then working across the different teams to improve uh, internal processes, make them more efficient, and overall kind of get us all putting better work out. And this is a role that you helped to build, right? Because you identified that there was a need for it and you worked with your manager and your internal teams to build what this role is going to be responsible for, right? Yes. So I'm fortunate enough to work uh, for a company who is Willings that not everybody has to follow the same path of growth. So I think uh, in a lot of cases, and especially in the agency world, in what I do in paid media, the path to growth often leads to more management, kind of not as hands-on in the day-to-day side of things and taking a step back, doing more overarching strategies and kind of growing a team to help manage all that day-to-day work. Uh, And I still do a lot of strategy. That's a big part of my role. Uh, but I did not really want to follow the path of a manager. I think what I really like about the job is kind of having, you know, hands on keyboard, really diving into how do I, with a certain number of resources, achieve a goal that we need to achieve and what are the both the big and small things you have to do to get there. So, you know, the agency saw a need for someone to kind of take a step back and look at things kind of across the different teams uh, from a view that, you know, not in there on, not in all of it on the day-to-day, some brands I'm a little closer to than others. So what does the day-to-day typically look like for you now in this role? Are you still ramping up or are you fully in it? What, what do you sit down and do in the morning and what does the day look like? So I'm definitely in it. I work for a small agency. There's probably around 50-ish people agency and the media team is much smaller than that. So I kind of also go 
where I'm needed, if it's peak season for a brand and they need more people to just help on the account, get things done. Uh, those days I have a larger role in doing that. So it's not really the same thing uh, every day. I start most days with the brands that I am really close to checking on just how things are going, making sure that we're spending the way we need to, that we're hitting goals the way we need to. Um, and then the day kind of changes from there. It's a the beginning of the weeks are fairly reporting heavy uh, where, you know, we're talking about how things are going, making adjustments if we need to, to either improve performance, continue on with what we're doing, um, whatever it is, it really changes. And then the latter half of my week is typically when I have time to dive into bigger projects that are more geared towards um, improving internal processes, thinking ahead, like how can we get better at doing all the things that we're doing um, and how can we help train new people uh, and kind of people who aren't as experienced uh, to do things efficiently um, and really think about things both, you know, at like a smaller level in the day to day, but also making sure that we're taking a step back and thinking about how everything plays into our overall goals. Yeah. So it sounds like you're acting as kind of a consultant where you're talking with folks internally and then also clients to understand where there might be breakdowns or barriers and you're helping to move things through more efficiently. And then also a little bit as a project manager where you're also the one who is in there with the client doing some of the work and making sure that all of these projects are moving toward completion or toward their goals is am i understanding that right so a lot of the internal projects i'm doing it's really just an internal conversation most of the brand conversations are related to just their goals their performance how do we get there how do we pivot you know even if we're beating goals to overachieving um there's always ways to improve so we kind of never just sit back and say, okay, this is going well, you know, we're always looking for how to make things better. So uh, the conversations that I have internally, um, which are a bigger part of this new role, are pretty different than the ones um, have we that I used to have with the brand and still do in some cases when I'm closer to those projects. And tell, can you tell me more about the agency and what brands or what clients are hiring you to do? Are these long-term relationships that you're building where you are the kind of outsourced digital marketing team for these brands? Or are you working with them on specific projects? Like what does your agency specialize in or who would be an ideal customer for your agency? So it varies, I'd say as an as an agency as a whole, we really try to be partners to the people we mm -hmm. work with. So not necessarily, uh, especially in the media side, just executing. They have something they want to put online. They have something they want to put money against. Um, it's easy to kind of execute some of that stuff. Or it's not always. But uh, we really try to work with them as partners um, and really look at outside of just what we're doing. How is the brand doing as a whole, right? The media we're running does one thing, but how does this play out to your overall brand growth, um, even outside of you know what you may be selling directly on your site? We don't really focus on one uh, industry or anything specific. A lot of what we do in the media side tends to be e-com focused, um, but I've worked with entertainment. We've worked with 
kind of housing. We worked in healthcare. We're like, so we're kind of have done things uh, all over the place. But I'd say e-com is one of the biggest focuses of the media team. Some of the other teams uh, we have, we have like analytics and intelligence team, um, client strategy, uh, search engine optimization. So the SEO team, I would say the projects uh, on some of those other teams tend to be um, sometimes shorter. Uh, sometimes they're just kind of a one-off project. Um, and then, but on the media side, typically what we do is longer term and really trying to drive growth, which you can't necessarily do. You know, in just a couple of months, it takes a lot of planning um, and a lot of acting on what you're seeing. So those projects tend to be a little longer. And what are the metrics and goals for success when you're talking with a client and you are putting together a longer term strategy and you're working through what you're going to track in order to determine how successful you're being together? What are those numbers that you're looking at or uh, qualitative measures? It depends on what industry they're in, what their internal goals are. On the e-com side of thing, a lot of it is revenue focused, right? They're putting in money to kind of make money. Um, so they think your return on ad spend tends to be a big one. Your How many people you're reaching for larger awareness campaigns? It varies not only by client. Some people are looking at a cost per lead. Some people are looking at revenue they're driving in the immediate. Um, but also within a specific client, it varies just based on the campaign that we're talking about. Um, we use like the term evergreen campaigns a lot, which are your campaigns that are running just all the time. A lot of those tend to be fairly revenue focused. Um, but some of the larger awareness campaigns, which you're not necessarily running all year long, there's oftentimes, you know, a big burst, you're not necessarily measuring those um, from the revenue that you get from them. It's harder to track. You know that there is a bigger element to it um, in terms of that brand growth and, you know, having people aware of who you are. So we're measuring all of that separately. So there's not really a one answer fits all, even within, you know, any given week we can report for a client. We're talking about very different things um, depending on which campaign we're talking about at that moment. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about a campaign that was super successful that you were involved with or just something that you worked on that you're super proud of? I think the ones, can't give a ton of specifics, uh, but the ones I tend to be super proud of and invested in um, are the launches. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a company who is brand new to this. They don't really know what's possible yet uh, and it's exciting being able to show them what's possible and show them how much of an impact we can make um, by putting you know money into marketing how did you decide to get into digital media i kind of fell into it uh, <laughs> an opportunity opened up i took it i wasn't really sure what i wanted to do I was trying out a bunch of different things. Um, and then this opportunity opened up and I've been here for eight and a half years. So I kind of, I found something I liked uh, and it kind of stuck. I think a big part of it has been the agency I work for. Um, I work with a lot of really intelligent people, people who inspire me to do better every day, who I look at the work they're putting out and I'm like, wow, this is cool. You yeah. know, this is exciting. Um, and then, you know, as we kind of spoke through before, they're really uh, in tune with 
understanding that everyone has different strengths. There's not necessarily one path to growth. And, you know, they were pretty instrumental in helping me build out my path to growth. Yeah, that's amazing. I don't think that there are many opportunities where you are able to work with your employer and build your own role where you see there's a need and also a fit for you. So it's such a cool opportunity that you were able to co-create with the agency. What was your first position when you were first hired eight years ago? I believe I was a paid media strategist. Uh, the company's grown since then, and that's actually not. There's now an associate strategist that you would come in as um, entry level if you've never done it before, but that didn't exist at the time. Uh, so yeah, I started as a strategist um, and then kind of moved. There's a couple different levels along the way. Um, now there's like a senior strat, manager, senior manager, associate director, director. So there's a lot of different you know stops along the way. And I think at each point, you're kind of responsible for different things as, and we spoke before, like the more experienced you are, you tend to not be as in the platforms every day and kind of making the changes. Um, but I think I've always found that it's important to be on top of all that to really understand the overarching strategy and understand kind of big picture of things. Uh, you need visibility into those smaller things. So what were your responsibilities when you were first hired or what did the responsibilities look like for somebody who is entry level in media, paid media? So it's a lot of, there's a lot of trafficking involved uh, at those, you know, strategist level where you're kind of putting the ads up, uh, setting up the tracking to be able to understand performance through whatever platforms you're looking at. Um, on both the front end, back end, and kind of watching how you're pacing towards your goals. So how you, are you pacing towards what you want to spend that month? How are you pacing towards the revenue you're trying to make that run in one example of an e-call client? Um, so a lot of it is that hands-on keyboard uh, work where you're really just in the engines and, you know, making optimizations, making changes to try to improve that performance that you're seeing. And what are you in? Are you in like Facebook and Google AdWords? Uh, yeah. So Google and Meta, Facebook um, are, I would say, two of the really big ones. But, you know, there's a whole slew of people and a lot of the whole big side of the Internet that is not those two platforms. So I think especially um some of the larger brands that we work with, it's more of a full funnel approach, but we're working across a lot of different platforms. Uh, on the search side, it's really Google and Bing. Um, and then on the social side, really anything you kind of think of there. So Meta, which includes Facebook and Instagram, TikTok, Reddit, Snapchat, Pinterest, um, all sorts of different things. And then Display media is a whole side of it too. So whether you're writing programmatic media uh, or you're kind of doing a big splashy buy on the publisher site, um, kind of a little takeover on a site. Uh, so there's a lot of different sides of it. Uh, I started with a focus in search and social. Uh, and then as I've grown, I've uh, done more on the display side because again, it's important to kind of understand how all of it works together, especially as you grow and are looking at that bigger picture because, you know, 
you kind of manage each of them on their own in some way, like separately in terms of the changes you're making on each system, but they really all work together to drive business. Um, so it's important to understand how they work together. Like mm-hmm. despite media, that's kind of what they're thinking of. Are there any channels where you've been really surprised how effective they've been or just anything that surprised you as you've built or helped to build campaigns in the past couple of months because it seems like this is such an ever-changing world and there there are going to continue to be new places to display ads and new social media where you have to learn that on the fly and start to target folks there um, for your brands. Um, What has been surprising for you that has been working really well? It tends to vary. I think one of the ones that I uh, enjoy testing out the most now is TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of a newer ad platform when you compare it to some of the bigger ones like Meta that's kind of been around forever. It's not necessarily as advanced, um, but there's some, I've seen some really cool success stories there. Whereas, you know, especially if you're talking about revenue driving, um, it's not quite at the same level as some of these other platforms who um, have been doing it longer and the algorithms are a little bit old, like they just kind of know a bit more. Um, they've been around longer. Um, but I've seen some really cool success on TikTok. And I think it's really interesting because there's a level there of kind of following a viral moment, which Mm -hmm. requires, you know, fast action. You know, you have to turn around a piece of creative quickly. Um, And not all brands are able to do it. But when you find one that is willing to kind of lean into that, uh, Mm -hmm. it's really fun to see it work in real time. And you can really start to see if something goes viral, on the platform, you can see the impacts of it mm-hmm. for the brand as a whole. Uh, and it ends it's pretty cool. Yeah. How are you staying up to date on all the I new social media do. platforms or the perceived changes in algorithms on existing social media platforms? Because it seems like it's changing so often and everybody's just kind yeah. of finding out on the fly. Yeah. Uh, following a bunch, you know, just kind of checking out articles online, but I also think that part, our partners at these different companies have been a really big help in keeping us up to date with what is going on. And we really try to build relationships with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you have a relationship with someone, they want to help you more. Like You want this good relationship with them. It's nice to have um, that relationship that's not only work focus, right? You start off, you talk to them about some other things, how their weekend's going. Um, There's kind of a person behind there too. And when you start to realize that there is that person there, you can build these relationships where, you know, they're really helpful. It's really nice when they tell you something before a client comes and says, hey, I heard about this shift. What do you think about Mm -hmm. it? Uh, We always want to know about that first. Mm -hmm. Um, So building those relationships with them helps with that a lot. But then yeah, you got to kind of stay up to date with all the articles that are coming out. We have kind of a Slack channel at work that's industry news. So anyone who's seeing something important um, in any shifts is kind of posting it in there just to keep us all aware. 
Can you talk to me more about the pros and cons of working at an agency versus doing digital media in-house or doing marketing in-house? You've been in an agency for over eight years, but I have heard that, you know, folks prefer one or the other. Can you talk about just the differences? Yeah, so I've never done in-house, so I can't kind of speak firsthand to how that is different. What I really like about the agency work that I do is just access to information across a variety of clients, right? If I have seen Mm -hmm. something work for this client and I think it could be a fit from another, I have that context. Um, There's a lot of people I'm working with who may be doing different things than I am. So I can reach out to them, see how they're approaching something, see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's just kind of more knowledge sharing, more information sharing uh, that I think makes it, you know, has a, uh, makes me feel like I'm going into something with more preparation just because I have a lot more knowledge. Or I think when you're on the brand side, you're so focused on what you're doing yeah. all the time. You don't necessarily have those resources um, available to you the way you would in an agency. Yeah, that makes sense. What have you found to be the most challenging part about working in digital media or your least favorite part of working digital media? I think it's a challenge that it changes so quickly, but I wouldn't necessarily say that's my least favorite part about it because it actually keeps things interesting, right? You're not, I'm never doing the same thing every day, every week. It doesn't get old. There's always kind of something new um, that's keeping me interested and there's always a new problem to solve. No, I understand that. I think it it is easier to feel more connected when you are consistently being challenged. And yeah, that can be a hard part that it is just so consistently changing and so consistent that things are just going to be different in a couple of months. But if you like to take on challenges and you like to problem solve, then it seems like a good area for you to be in. Yeah. Tell me about the process of developing your own role. So this is you're in this role for a couple of weeks now. How long did it take you to work with your employer and to build this role? And what did that process actually look like for you? Uh, so it took months i think um the conversations had been happening the conversation in terms of what i liked most about the job where i felt i could provide the most value that's been happening for you know years at this point um been talking with my manager about you know as it comes up like here's where you think you can improve here's where i really want to dive in because i think it provide the most value and i think one thing i've learned uh over time is that it's okay to not be good at everything. It's okay to really lean into the areas that you are good at. You know, you don't necessarily have to be good at every single part of it. Um, and I think that played a lot into what we thought about for this role. Like, how can you? The big question for me was, how can I still provide value as a leader without being a direct manager? Because I've moved away from that. So, how can you be a mentor um, to these? You know, people who are just kind of getting into the industry and how can you uh, like inspire them and all of that without being their direct manager. And I think that went a lot into it and really just taking kind of success stories 
um, from working on, you know, different brands, working on different projects, whatever it was, and finding out, you know, what were the really cool parts of this Mm -hmm. uh, and how can we translate that to work across the agency and get more of those wins um, across the board. Mm-hmm. And how did you make the decision that you weren't really looking to grow in the people management side of things? Uh, I was never something I fully enjoyed. And I think that became a lot more clear as I was doing more management, uh, where it just was the part of the job that I was least interested in. I really liked kind of getting in um I know the nitty gritty of all of it, like the parts of management that I liked were showing people, um, hey, here's how I look at this data and here's how it sparks different things to think about. Uh, And that was really the part I enjoyed more so than, you know, the tough conversations and the trying to um, really be such a big part of somebody else's growth. And really, it just wasn't something I was interested in. I loved the challenge of someone comes to you with a certain amount of money and we have to hit certain goals. Like I like, how do we do that? Not necessarily how do I build a team who like is going to figure out how to do that. Um, And there's still parts of it that are part of my role, but it's become more of a training uh, thing and more of like kind of the mentorship versus that direct manager and it was just a matter of you know what um, really like got me going and what I like to do what I was excited to do in work and I think what I was excited to do blend itself to to what where my strengths were um, so it was a combination of not only do I not really want to do a ton of this but I think I can provide more value if more of my time is spent on the other side of things um, so and I had, you know, people around me who understood that, believed in that, um, and saw that there was, you know, opportunity for a different kind of role that no one had really stepped into yet. And the role has existed right across other agencies. Like, it's not completely brand new, but uh, in my agency, no one had really ever stepped into the role that way. So it was new for us. Tell me more about your involvement with training. So this is training new hires that are just joining the agency? Uh, So not even necessarily new. I think, you know, there's really always something to learn. A lot of it is kind of training um, newer people on what I'm really focused on is kind of like an efficiency side of things. Like we, there's a lot of data that we want to pull And it can take a really long time if you, depending on how you're pulling it. So like, how can I show you ways to get that done faster? How can I show you ways uh, to look at it in a certain view that's going to have you thinking at the micro and the macro level and kind of how do you see one piece of data, right? And then decide, okay, I'm going to dig into this further. Like what is causing that? Um, So a lot of it is kind of walking through processes with someone, uh, seeing how they do it. Um, you know, not everyone finds this, like the way I do something to be the best way for them. So a lot of it is kind of just discovery of how are you doing it? Here's how I'm doing it. Does that seem helpful? If so, like, let's dig more into this. And it's, you know, everyone does things differently. So it's really working with them on 
how to find the process that works best for them and how to make sure they have the tools available to them to get the information that they need to make you know, smart decisions. Mm-hmm. And when you think back to the folks that you've seen be really successful at your agency or less successful, what is setting people apart from, you know, the rock stars from the folks who are getting just getting the work done? I think it's truly being curious and invested in what you're doing. Uh, The people that I have seen be the most successful are the ones who truly like want to do great work and want to help achieve a certain goal. Um, And then I think those are the people who I've seen grow really quickly. And, you know, there's kind of a place for everyone. Not everyone has to have that. And there's roles for people who, you know, may not be as interested in that. They just kind of want to analyze data, put their heads down. Um, That's how I do. But I think in the way that like I've seen growth. Um, it's happened very quickly for people who are super curious and are kind of being super proactive in learning um, and just being truly interested in everything about the business, even beyond what we're ma- managing. Yeah. So folks that are really in that growth mindset that are wanting to see what is happening outside of just the current scope of work that's really helped to elevate them to higher levels quicker. Yeah. And it makes it, I think that, right, when you're curious about what you're doing, when you're invested in it, it makes it more fun. And I think that kind of lends itself to growing and learning more when you're having a good time in it. I think, you know, if you're sitting somewhere all day and you're just not enjoying it, it's harder to kind of do more um, if you're not into it. What sort of advice do you have for somebody who may be interested in going into digital media? I mean, I think try it. (laughs) It, You know, it may not be for everyone, but I think that there's a lot of fun stuff in there. I think one big thing that I have learned um, is that it's okay to say no to things. It's, really important in this line of work to understand um, what you can actually do in a certain amount of hours. Um, And I think it's very easy, especially, you know, as you're just getting started to just say yes to everything, but you have to be realistic about, you know, what you're capable of. Um, And I think, you know, when you're not that realistic, you end up working hours that get you then burnt out. So it's really important to kind of understand like put those boundaries in place and understand what's actually feasible uh Mm -hmm. because you want i think it's important what i the approach i've always taken right is quality is a big part of it it's not necessarily just getting the work out um it's how do we put great work out in as quickly as we can it's important to be efficient Mm -hmm. but it's not just about the quantity of you know, deliverables you're getting out, whatever it is you're doing, we want to make sure that there's quality in there. Yeah. So you recommend really taking the time to reflect on what has been working, what hasn't been working. And it seems like your role is really bent to help folks to dive into that. And you're really a partner in helping people to understand how to be their own most efficient and to most efficiently work with brands. Yeah. 
And it changes, right? It's It varies. I think sometimes I go into something thinking, oh, this is going to do well. Mm-hmm. This is the way to do it. And, you know, sometimes you're spot on and, you know, the person comes back and say, okay, you knew this. I would listen to you. But like sometimes you don't know and sometimes something surprises you. Uh, and it's always good to test different things out, try new things. Um, and that's kind of, I think, where you find those pockets uh, where you're really able to lean into is on something that, you know, maybe thought, oh, this maybe wasn't going to work. And then you figured out it did. You would have never done that if you hadn't tested it or really tried it. So it's important to keep an open mind about what you're doing and not kind of stick to the same thing over and over. If, you know, something's all working, you don't want to keep doing it. Um, And even if it is working, there's always ways to do things better. But the only way you're going to know that is if you try them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also such a testament to the culture of your agency where they do give you a lot of room and flexibility to try things out and have new ideas and even to come to them to build your own position. Um, I, I think that is really remarkable that they do have that culture and it probably does lead to just a more successful team, more successful campaigns, more successful partnerships with your brands that has to um, account for some of the success that you all have seen. Yeah, I think being a part of a small agency has, at least for me, been a big part of my growth, not only because of the people that I'm working with. uh, And I've been working with a lot of these people for eight plus years, um, but also just when you're a smaller group, you tend to have to like jump around a little bit more. And if someone needs help on something and there's no one else to help them, you kind of get exposure to something where maybe it wasn't what you thought you were going to do that day. Um, But the day kind of changed. Someone needed something, you were needed somewhere. So you got to jump in and for me, it really um, helped me learn about a lot of different things and see how they all work together. Where I think, um, you know, sometimes some people get siloed to doing a specific thing and you don't get um, that experience outside of that. And I think it can be harder to see how it all works together when you're kind of super focused on one thing. So uh, for me, at least, it's been really helpful to be able to touch yeah, a lot sure. of it. And- yeah. And working closely with, you know, like the VPs of that, especially when I was, you know, starting out, like you're working closely with the VPs. You walk into the CEO's office, there's a um, sense of like kind of camaraderie there. And, you know, we don't want people to kind of ever be afraid to ask a question and feel like they can't contribute to ideas in the room uh, and all that. So for me, at least, it's been a big part mm-hmm. of why I like what I do and how I've been able to grow. Do you have any recommendations for somebody who is looking to help contribute to this sort of open collaboration and communication type culture that you've seen be really successful? I mean, generally, it starts from the top down. So I'm wondering if you've seen from leadership um, just policies or ways that they've been really effective at creating this type of culture. I think um, so. We do a lot of anonymous surveys that go out that kind of get like pulse checks on how people are feeling about things. Um, So it varies from, okay, how is our new coming into the office policy going? Like, how do you guys feel about that? To just kind of, do you feel 
like you're hurt at this company, like what can we do to make you feel that way if you don't already? Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that that kind of stuff can go a long way is just making sure that you're giving people the room to provide those thoughts in a format that, you know, is anonymous. So it's not super scary where you're kind of yeah. getting in a room and someone may be scared to speak up. Um, and then I think too, I found success with kind of talking to my manager first mm-hmm. or talking to someone at the company, even if it's not your manager, you know, someone that you can trust and kind of getting their take on how you can contribute, how to have, be a part of those conversations if they have been. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Alice. This was a great conversation. Yes. I learned a lot about digital media, what you do. So there's more to learn. Go to unchartedcareers.com if you're interested in one-on-one career coaching or are looking to learn more about uncharted careers and my coaching approach. Thanks for listening.